<laughs> yeah, I'm back once again for another session of that verbal cardio, man. Mm. And y'all know I got my water with me, man. What's going on, good people, man? What y'all doing? What's brewing? I don't know why I'm asking y'all this, because you can't answer back. But I know in your soul you answering back, but I know I just can't hear you because you, you know what I'm talking about, man. You know what I'm talking about, man. Um, ladies, man, stop giving these side hugs out here, man. I've had it with the side hug. We're not at church. And even if we at church, I don't want the side hug no more, man. If I can hug my auntie full frontal, I can hug anybody full frontal, man. No more side hugs. I'm done with it. I'm done with the side hugs, man. I'm hugging men straight on now, man. I'm not even attracted to men like that, man. So come on, man. Let's do the full frontal hug, man. Side hug, booty out. I'm done with it. No more. We going on strike. No more side hugs out here on the streets. Done. I don't know what you're doing with the side hug. What are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? And damn sure, don't pat me when you hug me. Do not pat me when you hug me. You can do a rub. Or just a solid straight, or you could do the one pat. But if it's a double up on the pat, I don't want it. I just want to eject from the hug all together, man. I hate pat. I don't. I don't like being tapped anyway. I don't like being tapped. Like when you tap me on the shoulder, I don't like that. I get I get annoyed real quick by that. I don't know what it is about the. Don't tap me. Don't tap me. Don't pat me during the hug, man. And we'll be we'll be right as rain. But yeah, right as rain. Remember, remember the Oracle on in the Matrix movie, the the Oracle in the first Matrix movie, because I think she passed away before they were able to do the sequels. But the Oracle and it was like it was like this black lady in the kitchen. She was so like warm, man. It's like I wanted her to be like my aunt, man. It was like, yo, who is this lady? Like I had never seen her in movies before. I was just like, yo. I'm feeling this lady right here. But did y'all notice that the Matrix had a lot of black people in it? Did you notice that? It was a lot of black folks in the Matrix. The cast was super diverse. I like that about the Matrix movies, man. Super diverse cast. Uh, I like that. I was kind of bummed that the sequels weren't as good as the original, especially that third one. But, uh, damn, man. When... When I first saw The Matrix, that shit blew me away, man. That that movie shattered my teeth, man. I remember we saw a sneak preview at New Mexico State. They used to show, like, sneak previews to us. So we would see movies before they came out. And, and they were free. So we would just go, just roll up. And, you know, The Matrix, I was like, hey, let me check this out, man. You know what I mean? And I thought it was going to be like some lawnmower man type. Eh, pretty entertaining for tonight, but I'm going to forget about it later on. Man, when I tell you the Matrix tore me in half in a good way, woo, the Matrix was something else, man. That was groundbreaking right there. 
That movie was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, what am I watching right now? And what made it even better was that I didn't know whether or not Lawrence Fishburne was going to live. I wanted him to live. So that was just extra edge of your seat right there. Like I thought he was going to sacrifice himself for the cause and die. That's what kept me excited throughout the whole series. I didn't want Morpheus to get killed in any of them. So that kept me on the edge of my seat. Wanting somebody to live through through a movie, that makes the movie that much more better. Like if they survive all the way to the end. That's why I like Deep Blue Sea because I wanted LL Cool J to survive all the way to the end and he did. I was like, whoo. Has LL Cool J ever died in the movie? I don't think he's ever died. I think he undefeated out here on the death streets in movies, man. I think he undefeated, man. Like, what what actors die all the time? I know Robert De Niro be getting killed. Bruce Willis done died a few times. Denzel Washington, he done had some epic deaths. Sam Jackson be getting murked. Tom Cruise finally died in uh, Collateral. Is that the only time he's done? No, he died in something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, who else on the eight? Brad Pitt. Has he died? I don't know. Yeah, Brad Pitt died and uh, some stuff. Johnny Depp has, yeah, he died in something. Yeah, I'm thinking about all these A-list cats. I'm like, have they died yet? I think George Clooney done died. But LL Cool J, I don't think he's died in anything, man. I'm going to have to research that when I got some time. When I got some time in a computer, I'm going to have to dig that up, man. Uh, I was talking about on on my, like my Facebook and social media today. I was asking black comedians um, that I don't really see doing hood rooms. I was wondering why they didn't do hood rooms and you know, some of the, some of the reactions I was getting like, you, you know, you got to work too hard for the hood crowd. They always, they always, you always got to prove yourself to them or, or, you know, the, the money is not always right, you know? Um, and I was just, you know, listening to the feedback and I was just like, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see this. And like, and you know the hood crowd it's it's a it's a different animal man it's a different animal and so here's some of the here's some of the um results i got from that question from uh from various comedians um uh, Jackie came along response initially and then she came in with the um just in her experience is that, you know, I grow when I get the room that is harder to make laugh than I've done shows where they're literally eating wings in front of me and yelling at me. And I got to find the booker to get paid, but wait until he's done with his blunt. <laughs> I can, I can feel that. Like nothing, nothing irritates a comedian more than us waiting to get paid. Like, you know, you know, we're doing this show for a certain fee. Pay us the goddamn money, man. Stop waiting all day. Don't let us have to hound you and chase you down for the bread, man. Pay up. Give us that bread, yo. 
Um, some other people responded. Uh, some people love black rooms for the challenge. Um, let's see. Um, I started in black rooms. I have plans to start doing more black rooms. They make you stronger. Uh, there's a difference between a black room and a hood room. I agree that I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's what I mean. Like when I posed the question, I meant like, you know, not necessarily just a predominantly black room. I mean like, you know, black hood, you know, type show, you know? And, um, I, I just noticed some cats. I just never see them there. Like I always see them in like, the mainstream, you know, white rooms and, you know, I don't see them in like, you know, the hoods, but I feel like this, my, my mentality as a comedian, I feel like everybody does audience wise, everybody deserves a good show. I don't want to deny the hood these last. I don't want to deny a old folks home full of old ass white people. These last, I want everybody. I want every room, Latino, Asian, Native American, old, young, college, hood, inmates, juvenile, delinquent. I want everybody. And so, you know, I do every room. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm I'm bringing it just as long. I just want a respectful audience. Like, I want you listening. Like, if I feel like you ain't listening, that's when I get pissed. That's when I'm like, man... Y'all can kiss my ass as an audience. Like, if y'all are a chatty crowd, I can't stand that. That's my biggest issue. But I always said, like, as a comedian, I want the black audience. I've always said that I want to be universal. Like, I want all my stuff to resonate with everyone. That way, I don't have to get nervous if I'm doing a show in Bangladesh. Like, I I want everybody. So, with that mindset... You know, I started in in at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood, which is, you know, uh, a mixed crowd. It's usually a mixed bag. A lot of Armenians, uh, Armenian, white, Latino crowds, primarily at the Ha Ha Cafe. But it's, a, it's still a good mix. Um, so that's why I started in. But I always wanted the black audience. I want the hood crowd. I want the I want the black audience and I want the hood crowd. I want everybody. Because let's say I do blow up as a comedian. I'm out here doing my thing. I'm killing it, killing stages. I'm acting in movies. Let's say I screw up one day. Let's say I get caught with three prostitutes, a zebra, and a syringe in my arm, and I just happen to be peeing on a dwarf. White people going to turn their back on me. White people going to turn their back on me. But I feel like if you get the black audience, they're going to stick with you thick and thin, especially when when the white audience turns on you. They be, oh, y'all done turn on them. Y'all some cold pieces. We still here, Tone. We still here. That's why I want the black audience. Because the white audience, I, if I screw up an ounce, they just going to turn on me, man. That's how it is with with, with black entertainers, man. Mm. they gonna turn on you that's why I always wanted the black audience man and like when you get them it's just a great feeling man it's like yeah I got y'all I got y'all asses now that's that's what I want man that's what I want so I posed that question today so you know I'm just I'm still getting everybody's still giving their feedback uh, here and there so I'm still just you know 
reading everybody's reasoning and stuff like that. I just found it interesting that, you know, I just never see certain black comedians in like the hood rooms or the black rooms. I'd be like, where y'all at, man? Come on. Come on. Get this, man. Don't don't deny that crowd. You're funny, man. Let's go. Um, I um, I like the thought of my sons having girlfriends. And this is why my oldest son, he's 16. He has a girlfriend and she's a good respect. She's uh she's very respectful um when it comes to his parents. So I like his girl and like girls are just better communicators, okay? I got two sons. Sometimes the communication is not top notch. Meaning like when we're together face to face, it's all good. It's 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 all good. But like when I have to talk to my sons via the telephone or via text message, it's always like they, they don't come through in the clutch. Like, you know, when I'm trying to pick them up and see what time y'all getting out of school, what time do I need to be there? You know, sometimes they don't reply back. When I ask them questions about when are y'all out of school? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just ask them. I just ask them tonight. When are y'all on spring? When are y'all out of school for spring break? I, I, I don't know. It's either this week or next week or in two weeks. I'm like, you just gave me nothing. I know that spring break is in March. I just need to know, is it next week or the week? Uh, uh, how do y'all not know when, when you're about to get a week off? When I was in school, I knew when the days off were coming. I made sure I knew that. You make sure you know when spring break. Oh, spring break is on March 14th through the 18th. I'm ready for this. These cats are, uh, uh, when do y'all go back to school? When does school start back for the fall? Uh, when's the last day of school? Uh, like, come on, y'all. Pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on, kids. So I'll be like, on the communication tip today, man, they wanted to go to this football game, this flag football game after school. And so I'm like, all right, let me know what time y'all need me to pick you up so I can so I can live my life. Like contrary to what they may believe, I'm not sitting here hanging upside down waiting for them to contact me, like literally doing nothing until they contact me. I'm living my life. Like I, I got stuff to do. I got errands to run. I might want to go work out. I need to know times. So that way I can plot my trajectory for the day, you know, and, and I'll just be like, let me know what time you're getting out. And then, so my youngest son Cecil was like, "All right, I'm gonna go to the Power Puff game." And I was like, "I don't know what the Power Puff game is. I didn't know it was the same game my oldest son was talking about." Because my oldest son did call me and ask, "Can I go to this game at four? I'm gonna just stay in the library, do my homework, and then just go to the game at four. Can I can I hold five dollars? This, that, and the third. So we talked on the phone. He calls. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." What's sincere going to do? What's your brother going to do? Tell him to text me what time he needs me to pick him up. Cause it's a different time every day. Cause they go in the library and do their homework. So I'm like, text me. Let me know, man. Let me know what's good. Never get the text back. So I'm, I started cooking my little lunch. Then they called me. Hey, uh, Serene want to know when you coming. I was like, I told y'all to tell me, what time I need to be there. I'm cooking now. Y'all just going to have to wait. I'm in mid cook. 
And so it's oh, okay, all right. So then I'm still waiting, and then my my youngest son he texts me like, "I'm gonna go to the 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 powder puff game." I don't know what the powder puff game is. I didn't know it was the same game my oldest son was talking about because he didn't label it like that. I was like, "Yeah, whatever." But I was like, "So wait, is that the game that Serene is at?" No reply, no reply, no reply. So I send the question marks, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then no reply. And I'm just like, oh, what are y'all? And he was like, yeah, finally. And after this, you know, my ex-wife chimed in too. He was like, why are y'all not responding to the text? And it's just silence. So he finally replies. So I'm like, all right. So, and then my youngest son sends me a text like, I'm ready. I'm like, Cool, is Serene with you as well? No reply. And he's like, yeah, we're ready. And I'm like, all right, cool, finally. But since they had me sitting there in limbo waiting for times, I didn't get a chance to go to the gym. So I'm like, because I didn't want to, I walked to the gym, so I didn't want to get to the gym. And then when I'm in mid, you know, workout, I'm ready. I'm like, man, give me time so I can live my life, man. I have a life, guys. And so... They fumbled that up. I get I get to the turnaround at the school where they said they were going to be. I'm like, where y'all at? No reply, no reply, no reply. And then then also their, their, their mom texts too like, are y'all going to eat after? Do I need to pick up something while I'm at this mall? No reply, no reply, no reply. They finally text me back. We on the Keystone side of the school. They already told me to turn around, which is on which is on the other side of the school. I'm like, man, when I pull up, this is what I text them. When I pull up, I'm slapping y'all as soon as I pull up, man. As soon as I pull up, get ready for these slaps, man. Because the, the communication was so raggedy today. I was like, you know what? I'm slapping each and every one of y'all when y'all get in the car, which is back to my point is I know a daughter would be a better communicator when it comes to this. And like, when I can't find my son, I text his girlfriend. She texts me back right away. Every time. Oh, Serena's is over here. Yeah. We right here. We doing this, that, and the third. And it's quick. Like even if she, in mid, she runs track, even if she in mid on the track, she'll text me back. So I'm like, this is, this is why them having girls is a, is a good thing because then I know I can always reach them on a communication tip. I just go to the girls. So when they get married in the future, I'm going to just text their wives because I know with them, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know what time anything is. Like, I don't know what's going on. I, I didn't get you. My phone was off. Like, come on, man. Y'all killing me over here. So when I pulled up, they called these slaps, you know. I was like, why didn't y'all? They was like, oh. My my oldest son was like, my, my phone was dying. Well, it was dying earlier. Well, you just texted me a minute ago. Well, I thought it was going to be dead. I'm like, man, you about to be dead if y'all don't communicate on these texts real quick, man. Just hit me back real quick. It's simple, man. It's so It's so easy, man. Have your phone on vibrate. If you know I'm asking you, pertinent questions man be on deck be looking at your phone oh my phone was on silent but you knew we were in mid conversation with time conversation where i needed to know times man come on man Mm. my sons be killing me out here y'all
I'm like, yo, y'all need to y'all need to get wifed up so I can get some proper communication going. Um, I had a dream the other night that Arnold Schwarzenegger got uh got the death penalty. I don't know why I had it. It was like a full fledged dream. I had a dream. Arnold Schwarzenegger got the death penalty, and I went to his execution. And it was like a it was like a big time since he was an actor and all of that. I don't know what his crime was. I don't know what he did to get the death penalty, but and they were gonna execute him. It was open to the public. And so I went to this and like, but they set it up since he was an actor, they set it up like it was one final action scene send off. So they didn't hire actors and stuff like that it was like gladiator style and then you know at the end you know they gassed him up with poisonous gas and i just watched it from like this elaborate uh viewing chamber and i was sad though like i was sad that he got executed and i, I watched it i was like man that's wrong man i remember like crying in the dream my son walked up he was like what's wrong man He's executed, man. But I don't know what his crime was. I don't even know why I had this dream. It was so random. And I'm surprised they even remembered it. But uh, that was random as hell. I was just like, why am I having this dream? Like, why why is Arnold Schwarzenegger getting the death penalty out here? I I, I didn't understand that at all, man. Um, Anyway, I didn't do this on my last episode. But uh, I'm going to answer some of the questions you guys... um, sent me as soon as I find these bad boys. Uh, I'm going to answer some of the questions. So um, some of the questions I got, let's do this. Uh, do you feel stand up? This is from uh, at Van Gout. I hope I said the name right. Do you feel stand up and Instagram social media comedians are in competition? One need uh one needs you to get up and get out to see while the other is a quick bump, i.e. blue magic slash coke. So do you feel stand up and Instagram social media comedians are in competition? Um in a sense there is there is a competition only because you know people people are booking these um these social media uh, funny people, they're, they're, they're booking them to do like stand-up shows and like, you know, host events and do stand-up shows. And I get it because they have an audience. So, you know, they, they figure that the audience will come see them like host an event or, you know, do the stand-up. So I get, I get it from a booker standpoint, like, yo, he's killing online. He's got to be funny live. And that's not always the case. Like they get there, they be on stage and they be booty, you know, especially from what I hear. And the one thing about stand up comedy, man, you, you can't just, you can't just dive into this. I mean, certain, very few people, they lucky, they have it immediately. And even the people that have it immediately, you still have to hone that craft and, you know, Nine times out of 10, they don't have it. And, you know, a lot of the older, you know, comedians and even the comedians on the come up or like in the middle ground, like they feel like, yo, these these people making videos, they think they stand ups. 
that's where the competition comes in too. Like, you know, they feel like some of these social media funny people don't respect the art of stand up. They think they could just come in here and kind of taint the game by going on stage live and, and playing the role of a comedian when they can't really deliver the goods. And then, you know, that's taking, that's taking opportunities out of, out of, you know, seasoned or, you know, you know, more skilled comedians, uh, just based on followers. So that's that whole thing with that. Like me, I don't, I don't feel intimidated by them. And, uh, I know the difference between the two, like, you know, and I do, I do make funny videos for, for social media, but that stage is the bread and butter. Like the stage is, yeah, I mean, I'll make these videos for social media, boost, boost my followers up, man. And, you know, that can only help my career. But don't get it twisted, man. I'm still on these stages doing open mics, you know, doing new jokes, trying stuff out, honing, honing, honing the set, you know, working on my set list. I'm doing this night in, night out because this is the true bread and butter for me. Like when these when these instagrams and and vines and snapchats dry up or they go on to the next thing i don't want to be just standing there and i'm dried up on the live comedy tip because one thing you need to understand is that people are always going to need live entertainment that's just here to stay and that's the beauty of stand-up comedy man people People are going to need a date night. They're going to need to go out like, you know, if you if you taking a girl out, you taking your girl out. You're not going to be like, hey, let's just stay in and watch these uh, these Instagram videos. Hell no. She's going to be like, take me out. Let's go out. Let's go see a live show. Let's go see a live show as a husband and wife. Let's go see a live show on the first date. And that's the beauty of life. That's why that's why, you know, musicians tour. You know, that, that bread, that live interaction, live audience, live theater, that nothing can duplicate a live show. Like the energy you feel, the energy you feel when you're on stage and you connecting with an audience, ain't all the double taps in the world can't measure up to that. That's the thing, man. It's like. That energy you feel when you rock a live audience and, and be, even being in the audience, the energy around you, like everybody's laughing, dying, you laughing. That energy right there is incredible, man. It can't be duplicated with social media. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll share videos and crack up and look at it on the daily. But on, on that weekend or during your vacation or, you know, one night you want to get out the house, you need that live entertainment, man. So. Stand-up comedians, man. Stay in your lane, man. Keep stage time is everything, man. So to answer that question, some feel it's a sense of, of competition. Others don't. It just depends. It, it really just depends. Like for me, I don't feel intimidated by these uh, social media comedians because, you know, I do what I do live. So uh, that's where I'm at on that. Um do you have any plans? This is uh, from at Finer Things 22. Do you have plans to take your show on the road and visit other comedy venues to include the East Coast? I'm always, listen, I'm always trying to get on the road. The road is where the money is. And I'm always trying to get to the East Coast. I've only done New York once. I performed in Pennsylvania a few times, uh, Maryland, 
Delaware, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. But I need to go back, man. I need to go back and uh, really hit, hit up the East Coast tough. Um, so right now, um, I'm always plotting to get on the road. and But it's, it comes down to the bookers, man. People have to book me. I, I'm really not just going to show up out there without having stuff already booked. So if you know any bookers that want to bring me out east, Tell them to get at me, man. Tony Baker comedy at gmail.com. Get at me with some serious business talk and uh, let's get it cracking because um, I'm not just going to come out because I got kids. I can't just go out to New York and just crash on somebody's couch for, for a month at a time and then come back. I, I don't have that luxury, so I need to be booked. So, but I'm definitely, I want to conquer the world. So, I want to get the East Coast, the Midwest, the South, the North, everything. You hear me? I want it all. Uh, somebody wanted me to mention the KKK rally in Anaheim a couple weeks ago where there was some stabbings and stuff like that. People got these hands. Hey, man, at these rallies where you want to preach hate based on some dumbass reasons, you can get these hands. Straight up and down, man. You can get these hands, man. Racial prejudice and bigotry is, I, I piss on it. I piss on your white sheets. Like, you know, you can't just be out here with your hate and thinking everybody's just going to let that ride, man. You Y'all better just be ready for bottles to the head, bricks, rocks. I mean, who do you think you are? Yeah, this is a free country, freedom of speech. When you, but when you spreading this needless, it's needless hate. You about to catch this. You about to catch these hands. You about to catch this protest. And it, shit's going to get out of hand. Because you're not out here on some peaceful shit. Even though you try, hey, we just want to speak our mind. You speaking your mind on some hate which is rooted in violence, lynching, and murder. So, hey, man, feel every piece of this. When you when you have your little rallies and they get out of hand, you get some dress shoes thrown at your head, hey, you should have known this shit was coming, man. Keep your hatred at the crib. Don't nobody want to hear it. Don't nobody want to hear it. Feel every piece of it. Anyway, that's it, man. Oh, this, this 30 minutes flew by, guys. <laughs> it flew by. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in for another session of that verbal cardio. Please hit me up on uh, Instagram, Tony Baker Comedy. Snapchat, Tony Baker Comedy. Um, Facebook is Comedian Tony Baker. Hit me up on all these platforms, man. Let me know you're listening. Uh, let me know that you like the show. Uh, ask me questions that you want me to answer on my podcast. Get involved, man. I want y'all involved. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, spread the word, too. If you know people that like podcasts, tell them about Verbal Cardio, man. Tell them to subscribe and get in on this, man. I, I hope they enjoy it as well, man. And I appreciate you guys listening. Just wanted to say that. And uh, stay tuned, man. I'm going to keep these episodes cracking. And, uh Thank you, man. This has been another session of that verbal guardian.